Welcome to the Family Connections Podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Family Connections. We're going to talk about how friendships matter. I'm joined with uh, Melanie Smith, and one of the things that we're going to be talking about today are, are friendships in our kids' lives and in our own. See, one of the best things in life is friendship. Friendships matter to all of us, and parents certainly desire that their kids would have great friendships. And if we're honest, though, we as parents also want to have great, healthy friendships. And in our talk today, we're going to discuss the many facets of friendship, and we hope it'll inform and inspire our listeners. I had to go way back in life uh, to consider my understanding, my initial understanding of friendship, and it has to do with a neighborhood friend. As eight-year-olds, my neighbor friend, Tony, and I made a friendship pact, and we solidified it with a special handshake and a wink, and we always promised to be there for each other, you know, like eight-year-olds could, right? <laughs> and, and to really have fun together. Well, two years later, I was devastated when he and his family moved away. As a matter of fact, my grandmother consoled me, and she encouraged me with words that I, I still carry today. She said, you know, you've honored your promise of friendship, Mike, and if your friend returns... I'm sure you'll remain friends. Well, this was my first lesson in friendship. (laughs) Now, I still grieve the loss of friends and whether that's due to distance or death, but I'm grateful to God for whatever time I have with Him. See, to me, friendship is a gift from God for our enjoyment as well as for our growth in the Lord. And as we'll discuss in a bit, God has a way of developing people to become relationally and spiritually committed friends who sharpen one another, as it says in Proverbs uh, chapter 27, verse 17. And uh, also later in chapter 18, verse 24, that uh, people stick closer than than family. So this was evident uh, with the friendship that I see between Jonathan and David in 1 Samuel chapter 18, and, and, and God's way of bringing people into our lives and allowing us to become close friends is such a precious gift. And as a matter of fact, we're we're so blessed to see a best friendship between Melanie's daughter and, and my youngest daughter. So you'll you'll probably be hearing <laughs> us refer to their friendship a, a few times in the podcast, right, Melanie? They are awesome. <laughs> They're amazing. And um, as a family ministry team, we want to equip and encourage parents to help their kids to make and keep friendships that are mutually encouraging, meaningful, and life-giving. So what does this look like? Well, let, let's start off with the quality of friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, so Melanie, what, what are friendship qualities that you hold dear? Okay, well, there's quite a few. Uh, my top two, I would say, would be trust and loyalty. Oh, I great. think those those are really critical. And also honesty, um, being encouraging, being gracious, and having fun. And it's really mm. important to have fun together with your friends, just like Sammy and Janelle all the time having fun. It's great. Yeah. You don't want to have a, a friendship to say, oh, yeah, that's a boring <laughs> friend. You know, you're not going to stay friends long. But, you know, I, I like that. I'd add a, a couple things in light of that. You know, integrity is important. Mm-hmm, I mean, even at an early age, right? I, mm-hmm. I think it, it is so important for our, for our kids. And in listening, I, I think that um, every generation has a difficulty with that, but even more so now, just how we really listen to each other. Mm-hmm. I, I think care is also uh, a byproduct of listening and getting to know people. So mm-hmm. friendships are really based on how we care for each other. Um, availability 
is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that gets threatened today, no matter yes, what generation, mm-hmm. right? Um, Absolutely. Do we have the time and the availability uh, to form and to cultivate friendships? Obviously, love, I mm-hmm. think, is great. I, I think of 1 Corinthians 13, verses mm-hmm. 4 to 8, of all the things that love mm-hmm. is and what it's not, and how those are integral to a good friendship. And and probably lastly, I would probably say a, a growing friendship. I, I think that that's a quality. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do the same things you've always mm-hmm. done or live in the past um, with all the fun times or the things mm-hmm. that we've done. I, I think friendships really need to be growing. And, and so... You know, in thinking about this, Melanie, it's obvious that we want our children to desire these same qualities in their yes. friends, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. But but also, Mary, many parents, uh, they say, I want my child to have friends, but I'm <laughs> concerned about my 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 child's choice of friends, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that, that hasn't changed, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure nope. our parents said that too. So, <laughs> so one way to assess what your child values in their friends is to ask them a few questions. Right, absolutely. And one question that I think is helpful at any age of for your child is what do you want in a friendship? Mm, you know, what are you looking for in a friend? Um, I remember when my daughter Janelle was going into first grade and she was found out that she was going to be in a different class than her best friend from the prior years, the prior year <laughs> in yeah. kindergarten. And so that was a question. How am I going to make new friends? What, how is this going to work? And um, so I asked, I said, hey, so what are you looking for in a friend? What would you, how do you know who's going to be a good friend for you? And my little six-year-old, I don't even know how she had this wisdom at that time, but she just said, well, I look at people and I see I'm going to be friends with the people who are doing what they're supposed to do <laughs> and not getting in trouble. There you go. And I'm like, Sweet. It made me think of Proverbs 20, verse 11, where it says, even a child is known by his actions, whether by whether his conduct is pure and right. Mm. So for a six-year-old to have that kind of insight is great. But that's certainly something that we should always be thinking about. What do we want in a friendship? And what can we do to be that friend for the people that we want to have mm. these relationships with? Yeah, that's a great question to ask you. Ask the kids. And here's another one I think it goes along with that is to ask our children, what do you like about your Mm -hmm. friends? It's interesting that a Barna uh, survey revealed that 76% of kids that were interviewed say that my group of friends is very important to my sense of self, Mm -hmm. even sometimes more than their family. And, And in view of this stat, I think it's quite essential for us to know our kids' reasons for choosing their friends. I think for us as parents, we we want to keep uh, keep on and knowing about uh, who our kids are hanging out with. And, and part mm-hmm. of casual conversation about their day can include um, some questions like, mm-hmm. you know, who did you meet or who did you get to know today? Mm-hmm. And and really, they're, they're going to tell us more than they realize <laughs> about who they like and who they don't like. Yeah. And along with that is another question that I think is absolutely foundational. And it's going to be a big deal throughout their whole lives. But certainly if we start asking this next question when they're young, that's going to help prepare them um, for their life as well. What do you tolerate or what do you not like about your friend's actions, what they do? And, you know, that just reveals any tension that your children might be feeling about, you know, it's very complicated when you're a young child and everything is black and white. 
they're my friend or they're not my friend. That's true. They're good or they're bad. And they don't see a whole lot of gray area in between. So we're going to help them to grow and to understand if you, when you say, what is it that you don't like about your friend? Well, if they're saying they want to play handball and I want to play jump rope at recess. Okay. That's a, that's a difference we can live with. Right. But as they, especially as they get older, this is like a critical question for our, our whole society right now. I think how, what do we do when a friend is acting in a way that is causing pain or, or as they get older is actually sinful? How are we going to do that? Mm. So it, is definitely a great thing to have that open communication with your kids, um, finding out what it is. And then also, as they get a little bit older, it's even more insightful. What do other, what do my friends have to tolerate in me? Ooh, okay, yeah, that's, going that's deep. pretty deep, right? <laughs> but we're laying the groundwork for this. And these friendships are hopefully going to last and they're going to, new friends are going to come in and, and all. But that is a thing that we all need to deal with. And certainly our youth are dealing with all of those kinds of things now. So great to, to get them prepped and, and keep those lines of communication open. Yeah. It's important. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because we talk about um, asking our kids what they like about their mm-hmm. friends. And then, as you yep. mentioned, what they tolerate or mm-hmm. don't like. And, and I think another question that goes with that is... Um, asking them, how are you drawn to your mm-hmm. peers? It's it's interesting because they could be drawn to other kids that don't necessarily do the right things, but mm-hmm. there's some type of draw there. Right. And and see, this question may provide some insight to, to the answers from the previous question about the less than ideal traits of their friends. And, mm-hmm. and then also this question might seem similar about what you like about your friends, but here it is, oddly enough, that sometimes our kids can be drawn to things outside their interests so they could just fit in, mm-hmm. right? The clothing True. styles, music preferences, sports, uh, extreme sports, any mm-hmm. of those kind of things, right? So mm-hmm. some kids gravitate towards things that may surprise you as a parent. So it's important to find out if they're drawn to the character qualities of their peers or merely to certain activities they do. Because children spend a lot of time at school and and that's generally where they find friends, Um and here's something to note, school friends, uh, from a Barna study, school friends are more important for Generation Z than in previous generations. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that. Um, I remember when you and Mike Bain did the podcast on the Gen Z, and you're saying that. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? And also, why is it that now this is more important, the school friendships, than in previous generations because yeah. I thought my school friends were really important when I was a kid. So why is it now that it's taken on such a depth of meaning? Yeah, well certainly. Well, first this statement is shown in years of research done by the highly acclaimed Barna group and each generation since the boomers has shifted in social mores and and increased in group affinities. Uh, that is that friendship groups have grown in power and importance as children, especially mm-hmm. adolescents grow up and desire independence. Matter of fact, they're forced to, to, to grow up at a much younger age. That doesn't mean that they're, uh, you know, mature about it. And so, (laughs) so the huge factor today is something called FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. (laughs) So you you better fit in and, and you better be with the in crowd or you're, you, you're at risk of being left out. And so social media fuels this in ways that many parents don't even understand. And, 
And, and if you haven't done so, then please listen to the earlier podcast episode, uh, Can I Get a Like, uh, that I did with uh, Savannah Cariaga. And, and I'll mention more um, in a little bit about the, uh, the research that drives this reality. But what's one more question, uh, Melanie, mm-hmm. you think is important for us to ask our children regarding friendship? Okay. So one more question that you can ask is, how would you like to improve or grow as a friend? Yeah, how can you be a better friend? Yeah, that's great. And I see this so beautifully illustrated in our daughters in that they, as young adults now, they both go to different schools, and yet they will ask each other that question. And that's just such an encouragement to me that these girls are um, such a beautiful example of the friend, that kind of friendship. And they give honest answers and they grow and improve as a result of that. And I think it's great. And one thing too, with all these questions that we've been talking about, I think it's so important to have the open lines of communication. And sometimes that's something we miss because we're so busy. Um, but it's really important to have those open lines of communication going all the way through our kids' lives. Oh, so true. And when you mentioned about busy, that's not just for yeah. us as parents. And yeah. it's amazing to think that uh, our girls in, mm-hmm. in college yeah. and and even in younger ages, that kids are busier now yeah, they are. than back in the day when, you know, us as parents were, were younger. So you're, mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing that you mentioned. And so, you know, just as we talk about um, how much friendship matters, uh, cultivating friendships is important. And mm-hmm. so, really um, you know, people love acronyms. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to give our listeners the a- acronym of still, you know, still <laughs> friends, S T I L L. Right. I mean, it, it's the nice thing about acronyms, right? People find it easy to remember bits of information. So, so again, <laughs> our acronym for today is still, and, and, and I know, We've already mentioned so many qualities. You think the acronym would be 20 letters long, but we <laughs> we kept it light. We're going to keep it simple here. Um, but think of it this way. No matter what circumstances happen, how can we still be friends? Okay, let's go with S. And we're going to say that that stands for stay loyal. This means that you're going to be a friend who stands by your friend through thick and thin. You're going to be faithful and not bail on them. Mm, And you know, I have a fabulous example of this one too, with my own daughter and a different friend. Um, They were born six days apart. So they knew each other pretty much their entire lives. Literally, they were in the church nursery together there. They lived a few blocks away from us. They went to the same elementary school. So they had been together a lot. And when they were going into first grade, they were separated. They were not going to be in the same class. That was a little bit of anxiety. That produced actually a lot of anxiety because my daughter didn't know what's going to happen. How am I going to make new friends? I'm never going to find somebody that, you know, as close as that. So and also their interests were a little bit different. They would want to do different things at recess time. And remember, this is first grade, so they're still really young. And um, they decided on their own that it was okay that they could play different things or have different friends at recess and lunch and all that. Um, But if either one of them felt sad or lonely or whatever, any, any sort of distress, anytime during the day, she could go to the other one, no matter what they were doing and they would drop everything and just be there with each other. How old? 
they were in first grade, so wow. six. Wow. And they decided <laughs> they would be each other's go-to friend. And to this day, they still call each other that, which that's is, awesome. that's amazing to me. But definitely stay loyal would be the S. And then the T, we're going to say trust. Um, and we all have to ask ourselves and our kids, can we keep a secret? Can I keep a secret? When someone tells me something, am I going to blab that to somebody else? Um, with kids especially, are you going to tell somebody else that because that'll make you more popular in that group? Um, what are you going to, how are you going to handle that? You need to be a trustworthy friend and you want trustworthiness in your friends. So trust is the T. And, um, you know, Mike, you had a really old book <laughs> um, by an author, Hugh Black, but I loved his quote. And it says, if trust is the first requisite for making a friend, faithfulness is the first requisite for keeping him. The way to have a friend is to be a friend. Faithfulness is the fruit of trust. Well, yeah, that's good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you start thinking about of stay loyal and mm -hmm. trust. And here's the I. It's invest time and energy. And, and we need to hear that as parents as well, but especially for kids. Kids spend a lot of time mm -hmm. with peers at school or in their homeschool group, depending on what their educational uh, situation is. And here's an, another interesting stat from Barna. This is back in a, a 2018 study. It says that that teens uh, ages 13 to 19 are most likely to form friendships at school. 86% indicate that they found friends in their classes. Now, this is more common than school-based extracurricular activities at 31% or athletic teams at 25% or church or other form of worship at 20 or even in their neighborhood at 24%. And it's interesting that engaged Christian teens, about 76%, are less likely to find their friends in class. And they're more likely to form friendships where they worship. And I know that that's going to look different. The investing the time and energy is going to look different depending on how old the kids are, when friends change schools, or maybe they move away. Um, in our daughter's case, they both go to different schools now, different colleges, and they have to be intentional about spending time together. And I'm really proud of them that they're continuing that. Um, the people that you're going to be closest to are the ones you spend time with. There's no no shortcut on that. So I'm really grateful that they have that friendship together. Yeah. And the next one is listen. Um, really listen to your friends. Listening, it just promotes mutual care and empathy. And you know, I remember a time as an adult when I was going through a really hard time and a friend gave the most healing comment I could have ever heard. We were we were just talking about what was going on in our life at the time. And she said, you know, this parenting thing is hard. <laughs> and I thought that the level of empathy that I felt from her saying that yeah. was so great. You know, I didn't need her to solve my problem. I mean, she couldn't have solved my problem even if she wanted to. But just to know that she understood and was there with me in that pain was amazing. So listen is really important. And the last L in our STILL acronym is love. And in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, which I think you had referenced that earlier, God spells out some qualities of what love is and what love isn't. 
I'm just going to read it to you. Again, it's from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. It says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. You know, it's great when you start thinking about all those things and what does it mean to be still friends. And and so, Melanie, one, one of the things in just kind of, you know, concluding our time is, is really to think about... Um, you know, this question is, how can parents help their children develop meaningful friendships? There's lots of ways. I think one that comes to mind immediately is prayer. That is taking our kids to the throne of grace and just asking God to guide and direct them and to bring the right friends into their lives and to give them the ability to be good friends to others. I remember when my daughter Janelle was transitioning from Uh, elementary school to middle school. She was going to a different middle school than a lot of her friends from elementary school. And that was another anxiety uh, producing time for her. So we just prayed constantly through the summer that um, God would bring her a good friend group there. And he's always so faithful um, to to do that and to take take care of our kids in that way. Um, And then another one is hospitality, where you have your, let your kids um, friends come over to your house as often as they can. And I, that's one thing I love about you and your wife, Sharon, the kids are always, can always come over to your house. Um, I know Janelle shows up at your house lots of times True. and Sammy's always welcome at ours as well. Um, and with the hospitality too, if you can actually spend some time with your kids' friends, I mean, it's great when, Part of the hospitality, Janelle and I kind of paired up as a team on this one because in her in middle school, in sixth grade, she had an intent, well, still does, an intense desire to reach people with the gospel of Christ. So she invited her friends from school to come to Awana with us, which is our at Cornerstone. That's our midweek program for kids where we scripture memorization is the big uh, part of that. And so every Wednesday... I would pick them up from middle school, bring them home to our house, make sure they did their homework, Mm. (laughs) um, fed them dinner, and brought them to Awana, and then took them home afterwards. And that was a way that Janelle and I, my daughter and I, were able to kind of team up on hospitality and in in reaching them with the gospel as well. That's great. What else, Mike? Well, you know, when you're mentioning about helping our kids develop friendships, this might be something that... uh, seems a little bit different, but it's really, um, we should mm-hmm. get to know the parents of our child's friends. And, and, and it isn't to check up on who our kid's hanging out with, mm-hmm. but uh, it's important too, because it also helps us make new friends. You know, it's Absolutely. interesting. We want our kids to make friends, mm-hmm. but I dare say that as <laughs> parents, we might not be making new friends. And so I think that when we're able to get to know the parents of our child's friends, we could see how our kids' friends are being um, taught and poured into by their parents. And again, it could be some new friendships for us. And I think this this rolls into a fourth uh, thing uh, that we're mm-hmm. talking about to help parents to 
develop friendships for the kids is modeling friendships. I, I think, Absolutely. you know, we think about things are, are caught, not taught uh, by and large, right? So even when we use that acronym still, mm-hmm. and parents should also be still friends, right? I mean, so modeling friendships, I think is huge. And our kids are able to see us um, have fun, mm-hmm. work through maybe some difficulties uh, with other people our age and our friendships. And so um, it, it's really important for mm-hmm. our kids to see us model these. And so, you know, there's a lot of other things we could probably include. And, and this <laughs> is probably where I'm going to throw it to our listeners, because this is the interactive part where we start to, as uh, parents all together, think about ways that we could really uh, enhance our own friendships, but especially the friendships of our, our kids. And so, you know, Melanie, thanks so much for 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 joining me and sharing your thoughts on, on this part of friendship. And of course, our role as being parents of you know, two daughters that are Great best kids. friends. But, you know, for our listeners, we, we hope that the things that we talked about mm-hmm. in this episode uh, informed you, inspired you to grow in your own friendships, as well as helping your kids make meaningful friendships. So uh, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the Family Ministry Team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cvcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections podcast.